This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, hey, everybody. We survived paradise. We survived yet another three-hour episode. And we're going to just take you through the finale of Bachelor in Paradise. This is Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined as always by Natalie Zamora. Girl, we did it. We powered through. We were hating hard all season. And in my opinion, rightfully so, because the finale did not tie it up in a nice bow the way I was hoping it kind of would it still gave me nothing. Am I being too critical? (laughs) No. And I think that the fact that it was three hours was pretty ridiculous. I know they had to rush through things, but I thought the ending was cute. We got engagements, which is great. Awesome. Good for them. But everything leading up to it was very slow and just boring. I think everyone was kind of over the season by this point. And they should have just kept it two hours, just get right to the good stuff, engagements, people are happy. Okay, it's over. Three hours was way too much. Way too much TV time. And I'm not saying Bachelor in Paradise needs to be the most jaw-dropping television I watch all season, but there were no surprises this finale. Everyone kind of ended where we thought they would end. So let's go through the couples. We'll start with the ones that weren't kind of at the, the final stretch. So. We'll start with Becca and Thomas, because Mm -hmm. Thomas, as we knew him coming into the season, was this villain, the bad guy. Everyone hated him. He's kind of a soft, nice guy, and I really liked him with Becca. Um, And it ended with him in tears. So for him to have this trajectory of villain, like basically voted out of the mansion, Mm -hmm. to crying in paradise, we have seen this guy evolve just a 180 with his character scope. Um, what'd you think of Becca and Thomas though? Cause at the end we find out they kind of made things work post paradise. Yeah. I really like them together. I think they're really cute. Um, I'm a fan of Becca. I liked her season and everything like that. And then yeah, Thomas, I mean, I like him now, I guess. Um, I always thought he was really cute, but of course he was, you know, just written off as the villain on Katie's and goodbye. No one liked him, but Yeah, I mean, he laid low this season um, for the most part. And I think him and Becca were really, really cute. I will say, though, her breaking up with him and him crying, it seemed like fake crying. There were no actual tears. And in the back of my head, I was thinking, is this your next Bachelor audition? I don't know. Damn, I bought the tears. (laughs) I bought into them. So... (laughs) now that you've planted the seed you're so right people love to write their like scripts for their their bachelor promos it was a lot I'll give you that it was a lot I was kind of uncomfortable I don't like to see people cry yeah and I was like honestly I'm sorry but how close of a connection can you form in a week is that like really doable how long are they on this island the whole premise of the show is just (laughs) silly to me but I guess getting broken up with is never fun, but I could totally see, like you said, he's an actor. He plays the part. He's 10 steps ahead. So it seems like they're in it though. We got the little teaser at the end of the episode. Um, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm pulling for them. I kind of like them together. A little unsung hero of the, the season for sure. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. They're cute together. So I'll be curious to see what happens. Uh, we'll do a 180 to not too cute of a couple, Ed and McKenna, <laughs> who just ended up together out of like survival mode, essentially. Yeah. And I said last week that Ed is a little older and McKenna's got this very like, youthful energy and she is young and quite literally youthful. Mm-hmm. Um, so him coming in felt like a dad, like swooping into the child that was crying. Yeah. And it was so cringy to watch him try and be like, yeah, like, let's spend the night together. And she was so disinterested. And I was, my skin was crawling. The secondhand embarrassment was too much for me. Yeah, I hated it. It was so bad, too, because McKenna was very straight up in like, you know, no, I don't really see this going anywhere. And Ed kept coming back with butts and all like, you know, his reasoning as to why they should stick it out. And I'm like, dude three butts like no she's being very straight up with you and you need to just go home you're making yourself look really bad right now oh it was so bad and you could tell she was doing the thing where she's like please don't yeah. make me spell this out any more than I have to and I think she literally said the line like maybe we should just leave as friends or keep <laughs> it at this she had to spell it out for this guy I could not believe it and I was cringing the entire time. So will we see more of them? I'm sure they're just going to stay swirling in this bachelor circle, but um, I'm glad it didn't work out. McKenna, you deserve better. She seems like a sweetheart. So Ed too. Ed seems like a good guy. Y'all aren't in love. No. I'm trying to find authentic love in paradise. Come on now. Um, this one kind of took me by surprise. We'll do a little twofer here because mm-hmm. you have Anna and James who all similarly were a new couple kind of formatted out of survival. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron and Tia, who also were relatively new. I didn't see Aaron and Tia lasting. No. Anna and James, I kind of thought would work it out though. I felt like there might've been something there. Were you surprised that he went in a different direction? Yeah, I definitely was. Um, and it seemed like she didn't see it coming either. Like I thought they would have at least been like, all right, let's leave, but, you know, I'll text you or something like that, you know, we'll, we'll see each other out paradise, but no, he was basically just like, no, I don't really see this going anywhere. I can't see myself falling in love with you. And I was like, oh damn, like you're not even going to try basically just, you know, stringing her along to stay on the show another, what, a week, five days. Um, and she tells him, you know, it feels like you were leading me on which he definitely was, you know, I like him, but he definitely was. It's funny you point that out. Cause I had the same reaction where he seems like a nice guy. We didn't get too much camera time with him before. And we saw a little more personality in paradise. And then at the end, he's like, we both know this isn't going anywhere. And I was like, she just kind of told the camera. She's never felt this way about someone. It was brutal. I yeah. respect and admire the transparency, but that was brutal, brutal to watch, brutal of him. And of course he leaves with his best friend and lover, Aaron, James and Aaron, which I love that they left together. That was perhaps the most entertaining thing to happen this season. I agree. I agree. I think their relationship has always been really funny. Um, even on Katie's season and even more so now. So that was definitely funny. It piqued my interest more than the what are we conversations. Um, so I thought that was really hilarious. Like they were like, we came in together, we got to go together. And, 
you know, Aaron's like, all right, I got to figure this out really quick. Give me like two minutes tops and goes to (laughs) break up with Tia, which like everyone was laughing. So if Tia was upset by it or crying, it wouldn't be as funny. But just the fact that it was so ridiculous made it very entertaining. It was. She handled it like a champ. I will say if there's one thing I took from this season, it's Tia really has like a, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. And I talk a lot about how poised I think Natasha is in all the shit that was thrown her way. Um, Tia, I need to channel Tia. I'm quick to complain. Maybe I'm a little reluctant. I really like her energy as well. I think she's handled some, some road bumps um maybe a little goofier than (laughs) Natasha but I like I like her energy as well yeah I agree and to be honest I didn't really like her in the beginning just from seeing her on the past season of Paradise but no she definitely came around and like you said like if you can deal with all the randomness and and rejection on Paradise and still be laughing about it just because it is what it is and the show is ridiculous then I definitely respect that so I love the way she left I would have been the same thing just like laughing screw this why did I come here it's fine you know I won't be back even though I wouldn't be surprised she was back she seems like she might come back as soon as they extend an offer which she's good tv she's good energy why not bring her back so that leaves us with the three air quotes like final couples we'll call them the the final winners here so we have kenny and mari riley and marissa joe and serena which i have an obvious favorite here but i'm curious of the three which one you've enjoyed watching the most this season (laughs) Definitely Marissa and Riley, I would say. They're so adorable. Neither have been problematic. And they've had really, really great conversations about, you know, their lives. And and I think, too, their conversations about getting engaged were really the only, like, stable and, like, realistic conversations because it seemed, you know, uh, Marissa was very upfront of, like, yes, I want to get engaged. And Riley seemed feel the same way but you know he said you haven't even met my mom like just rational conversations whereas Serena and Joe and then Mari and Kenny did not have those conversations whatsoever no they're my favorite as well and I think it plays into my personality of like overthinking and being very (laughs) practical and rational so I'm like oh they make the most sense yeah um but echoing that you know Kenny and Mari they had a very real conversation of she's so much younger Mm. you know he's what did he say he's like I've lived my life I've lived more life Uh, which is a real thing to think about and it sent me down this rabbit hole of you know with people being indoors or not traveling as much it's really I think allowed relationships that maybe wouldn't have worked pre-pandemic to flourish because people are a little more confined yeah like Maury can't go like live her her 20s the way she could have maybe a couple years ago so it's an important conversation but I don't think it's as big of a factor as maybe it was previously and she didn't seem bothered at all she's like I always wanted to get married young which is always a weird thing to say but I they seem like they're content they're happy and they've grown on me that's my final takeaway from them (laughs) is that I wasn't into it I like them both individually, but the relationship itself has grown on me as we've seen them like work through these little speed bumps. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely don't mind them, I'll say. I mean, nothing <laughs> against them. I still just think, I think, I yeah, the fact that Kenny brought up, you know, she's 25, she has so much more things she could do with her life was definitely really smart on him to bring up because that's a real concern. But then when they were also talking about, you know, Kenny revealing that he doesn't say I love you to his family, his family never thought he'd get married, like, I would question those things a little bit, <laughs> even as a 25-year-old, of like, all right, let's take this slow then, just in case, like, you're incapable of love or something. I know. Like, I mean, worst case scenario, you're a full-blown sociopath who's yeah. incapable of love. But a couple of tears down from that, you know, it's like a, an innate emotion to love people and love things and form connections yeah. and if you've never said it, I can't imagine you've never felt love. So to me, I'm like, why do you have trouble communicating that? What is hindering that? What else would you have trouble communicating? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that going to start to take an effect on me? Am I going to doubt, you know, it's just words, but those words have really important meaning. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm with you. I would be like, wait a minute. Like, I don't care how smitten I am. You've never said those things. You don't say these things regularly. What's up? what is up Kenny I need some answers I need like a full-blown psychologist to (laughs) intervene here and let me know I know and for him to also say like he's never been in love with someone like like he feels with Mari and everything which is adorable to say but also if you're 40 and this like three-week relationship is the most feeling you've ever felt I would be concerned he's a good-looking guy so what's wrong he seems very nice like he has a job you know He seems like a well-rounded guy. So there's definitely something there that's not right. Time will tell because (laughs) obviously it ends in an engagement and we get the little, you know, happy highlight reel at the end of the episode. They're still together as far as we know. Um, So I'm curious to see what happens because I think I said this last week. If you go on the show, just get engaged. You know, (laughs) like that's not legally binding. You're not like, signing away your assets to the state, you know, just yeah. get the ring, have fun with it, lean all into how ridiculous the show is. Um, so I think it's a nice step in their relationship and we'll, we'll see if it lasts. Um, I trust that more than I'm invested in Joe and Serena. And that's not to say I don't like both of them. I think again, it's the, the randomness of this relationship mm-hmm. and the fact that Joe's last relationship ended because of distance we're talking, we went LA to Chicago. Now we're talking international relationship. Yeah. It seems like he can't get out of his own way here, Joe. Like, come on. What are you, what are you doing here? I know it's tough because I really do love them together. Like the moments that they've shown on TV are so cute, but it does worry me that they keep saying, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out the distance. We'll figure out everything else. It's like, Joe, you already went through this and you didn't figure it out. So wouldn't you be a little bit more planning? I understand, you know, planning and logistics isn't romantic, but you're going to get married. You got to figure it out. So I don't know. I've seen on Instagram that like they've been hanging out all the time and like she's been in Chicago, but have they decided who's relocating? I am really curious. Oh, I'm curious. Too. I'm sure if we're if their conversations in real life are any sample of how they conversed on the show, 
they probably are both curious as well. They have yeah. no idea what they're doing. So uh, we can't not talk about, though, that they threw Kendall back in, like right before Joe's about to propose. Um, I wanted so desperately to like the Kendall storyline because I think it's a very tangible feeling for everyone, regardless of whether you're like the super hot popular influencer. Everyone has feelings or has been heartbroken. And so I was like, nice, what a relatable storyline we're weaving in. It didn't live up to the hype. No. And why is she walking back down on the beach? Like, it's so disrespectful to Joe and Serena. And the conversation was the emptiest one they've had to date. It gave me nothing. It was terrible. It was as if she thought Joe needed the her approval to propose, which was absolutely not the case. And... God, just seeing her walk out there was just embarrassing for her. I was like, did they give her a bonus check for doing this? Because I absolutely would not ever in my life do do what she just did. I feel so bad for her because like you said, her storyline, it's like, yeah, seeing your ex move on with someone else very fast and, you know, getting engaged. That's terrible. That's heartbreaking. But why did you come back? Just take the L, hang out with your friends and family at home, maybe, you know, see, seek help if you need it. But going back on the beach and being like, you know what, I approve of this is not going to help at all. Oh, you're so right. Maybe she got paid. Let's cross her fingers. <laughs> it was so bad. I feel for her. I will say point for Joe because the way he handled talking to his ex and then I hope this never happens to anyone that you have to run yeah. into your ex and then propose like 30 seconds later. But I loved that he obviously told Serena right away, but I think what he said to Kendall too was like very fair. It was like, I will always love you, but like this is over. Mm-hmm. And I know it's such a cliche to be like, I'll always care about you. But I think his tone and his demeanor, like you could tell there was nothing left. He was like, I am upset that you're hurting, but my heart is so far removed from this situation. And I think he handled it very well. His age was showing. I think that he had a level of maturity to him and how he handled that. So point for Joe. Kendall, I really hope you got an extra check because that was my girl. That was hard to watch. Hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I think I used to like Paradise a lot more because it was like the novelty of Mm -hmm. mixing up Bachelor traditions. It was fresh. And I feel like this season didn't really live up to the hype. Mm -hmm. And they had opportunities like the storm, like the Ivan drama that I could watch six hours of hotel (laughs) footage, like run back the tape security tapes I think that they really need to lean into the storylines that they're given and run wild like mm-hmm. you're telling me you can get the hotel footage come on come on they got to give me a little spice and I was left kind of being like all right three engagements they're cute I'm excited to see what happens on social media but there was no flavor this season Yeah, I agree. And I feel like, too, this season, we hadn't had a season in two years. And I feel like a lot has happened just on social media. They all hang out anyway. So I feel like it was just less special to see all these contestants come together when it's like, I saw you at a bar on Instagram last week. Like, we know 
you're already friends, you know, this like mashup has already existed. So now it's just like, all right, now we're going to have fake drama just for the hell of it. And I don't know, it just takes the, the fun out of it. It does. I'm with you. The the magic, it's kind of like we know who's under the characters because we get to watch them in real time on social media and all the people on Reddit and TikTok that just unearth everything. Yeah. Uh, the magic is gone. So I need a little, a little more spice. Um, but on that note, too, is, you know, we have to talk about Abigail a little bit because we found out that her and Noah worked it out. They are taking things slow in real life. And let's let's start there before I just go full bachelor crazy. Um, I'm happy because I like them together. We were rooting for them all season. Yeah, I agree. I like them together too. And I feel like what I've seen on social media, just from you know what she she and he have both posted since last night, it seems way more organic and real than what we saw on TV. Like I feel like the pressure of being on TV, having to get engaged, like having to say I love you at a certain week and all of that which is not good for them. And they look so happy together. And I love it. I'm really happy that happened. Me too. And in the midst of, I guess, her being in love, uh, she kind of got dragged into the Dale and Claire fiasco. Yeah. Dale and Claire, um, notoriously not America's favorite couple. Um <laughs> You know, I will say I empathize with Claire. I think she has a lot on her plate right now with family stuff and going through a public breakup. Sounds like my worst nightmare. Um, and then in the midst of that, there's TikTok rumors floating around, Reddit rumors that Dale hooked up with Abigail. And that's the reason why Claire is calling it quits. And I think Claire was showing her age on Instagram. Yeah. She tagged Abigail in the post, which everyone interpreted as a snitch tag. Like she's the reason this is happening. And of course everyone went wild. And I think it was just Claire being a little older or an accidental typo. I don't really know. Um, so Abigail, I'm just happy. Like at the end of this, as we're recording, she's with Noah. They seem like they're working it out and it's been kind of dispelled that that was a mistake by Claire and Abigail is not this, villain to which the tag made her out to be so it was a whirlwind in one week for one of like the nicest women in the bachelor franchise so i think natalie's dying on the <laughs> i'm trying to really spin this out as she has a coping fit on covid negative for the record covid negative but yeah the season for fall colds for sure so, so abigail got screwed she got screwed in paradise. She got screwed on that James this season. She got dragged through the mud this week. And she just seems like a nice girl. I know. What even was that? When I saw that Claire had tagged her in the post, I was just had no idea. And of course, had to go through all the rumors and everything like that. But yeah, I'm glad like nothing really came about that because we all love Abigail. So and even if she did hook up with Dale at some point, I mean, she was single, so whatever. Um, and yeah, I'm just happy to see her happy now, finally. Me too. I hope it works out. I think Noah's grown on me as well. He seems like a, yeah. a goofy, good-hearted guy. So we'll see. Fingers crossed for them. Um, we got a lot of couples out of this. And like you said, the magic is gone. We'll see everything <laughs> unfold on 
Instagram, TikTok probably wasn't even a thing last Paradise, if I'm remembering correctly. Like, I don't think so. Yeah. So we have an extra platform to ruin air quotes, the magic. I love it in real time. So we'll see how everyone fares. Um, this season, like you said, was a long time coming. And obviously we had all of the, the guest hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, who was your favorite guest host this season? Oh, probably David Spade. I thought he was really, really funny. Of course, Wells, but he's already on the show, so he doesn't count. So I'm going to say David Spade. He was really good. He was my favorite by a mile. I think that the disparity of like this influencer, like beautiful, very type of culture. And then he's older and obviously a comedian and just kind of like not an Instagram influencer. I thought it was the perfect just blend of chaos and he did such a good job um so I, I really liked it the other ones were were fine we had you know like Lance was cute whatever but they set the bar really high with him what was it like week week one yeah I think so yeah I love Lance Bass but they he didn't get enough screen time so unfortunate I know Lance I love you um he you're right justice for Lance's screen time I think all the hosts did hold their own Mm -hmm. uh but it's tough when week one starts so high uh the other thing I want to pick your brain on is um that we got a nice little teaser of Michelle season right and we're so excited for Michelle but the whole teaser was guys fighting over being there for the wrong reasons. I thought we were over this beef. Like, why is this a storyline every single season? I'm so discouraged. I know. It follows the same formula at this point to where you know that producers have, like, a whole storyboard ahead of time. They're like, all right, this guy's going to be the villain. This guy's going to be the nice guy. This guy's going to be this. And they just kind of, like, sculpt it (laughs) the way they want it to. But, yeah, it really is... I know the formula works, but if you switched it up a little bit, we'd still watch. We'd probably like it a little bit more. So I know I'm sure there's going to be the same night one drama. Someone's going to get called out. And the two the in the teaser, when they showed that someone had like written out all of their moves. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting. I will say. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's either spun so out of control for the preview yeah, or a complete sociopath made it through casting because that, that reminds me of like the circle when like they're yeah. stuck in these rooms and they don't have cell phones and they're just like literally taking notes of every conversation. Yeah. Uh, all of our shows are just starting to overlap, but what a crazy move. They kind of threw that in there as like a one liner. I'm so yeah. glad you caught that. Cause I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. That is so scary. That was the one thing that really caught my attention. Everything else, like you said, it's the same thing. Here for the wrong reasons. All right, some fighting. But then that, it's like, hold up. Did anyone else see that? That was like, uh, we're going to talk about that. Need to like go hit up Reddit and do some digging to figure it out. Uh, We'll see. I love Michelle. I love her storyline. I think teachers especially in the past year have really among other professions but mm-hmm. navigated a really crazy landscape um love our teachers I love that she played sports it's just a nice mix of different Michelle's she wears a lot of hats so I think yeah. we'll have a great season not to jinx it and I'm excited even weird you know crazy 
<laughs> chart making contestant mixed in there for some drama. I said I want excitement and I think we're going to get it this season. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I'm really excited as well. Like you said, Michelle is really awesome. She seems like just an all around really great and positive person too, which which we love. And The Bachelorette is so much better than The Bachelor. So I have high hopes. I'm, so, I'm with you. I would rather see a house of guys than a house of women. Yeah. I think they're just goofier and there's less mean girl uh, drama. It's more like hot headed. <laughs> I broke here for the wrong reasons. I think of Aaron. Whenever I think of the hot-headed yeah. drama, it's in Aaron's voice. That is how I envisioned it all. So we got a lot coming up. We survived Paradise. Wasn't our favorite. Wasn't a total bust. I think we ended with some solid relationships. But we'll be stalking everyone on social media yeah. as we do. It's the best part of the show to see the next steps. Um, and we'll be recording episodes all through Michelle's season recapping the next day so make sure you guys go like subscribe and listen to the podcast every week with us and we'll catch you when michelle takes the air in just a few weeks talk to you next time